Do you want to see all the craziness that happens outside of the podcast? You gotta check it out on the Twitch at twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia. It's wild, it's crazy, it's stuff that can't fit in the podcast. But here is the podcast now. Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I am JJ. With me is Keone. Hello, everybody. You can see all my amazing tweets, some top tier tweets this weekend at Daydreamer Keone on Twitter. And Ryan is here. What's up, guys? R O K K O. Rocco, 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 Daydreamer. You can check out anything I tweet all the time. <laughs> and you guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers and follow uh, the, the podcast at FF Daydreamers on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. So, last Thursday night, we saw a massive trade go down where the 49ers Fucking traded. massive. For double double McCaffrey for a bunch of picks, we haven't had a podcast since then. So let's talk about it. What are your guys' thoughts on this trade? First, it's off. good for CMC, but horrible for everyone else in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, yes, like he's no longer twenty two, and so it's just I think he's twenty three now. Yeah. And so double double, like it was just perfect for 22. And now it's just like, I'd have ruined it. I know. I think we have to uh, retire the nickname. A short lived from <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> three weeks nickname. Yeah. yeah he's also um, not on not on the Panthers anymore, which is why the mm, nickname yeah. is about to begin. So CMC as double double from October of 2022 <laughs> to October of 2022, <laughs> later in October. <laughs> uh, we, we saw CMC in limited work on Sunday for the 49ers. He played on 28% of the snaps, touched the ball 10 times, eight carries, two receptions, 62 yards. Not too bad, but uh, I mean, you get traded Thursday and then you play Sunday. That's uh, yeah, amazing in itself. Apparently he was reading the playbook on the plane right over. And it's like, yeah, of course. He's like, why is it's that a four like, hour flight? What else is he going to do? Right. And it's his job. He's getting paid to do Millions. that. Like, I would be, I would be surprised if he didn't, you know, that's like a, a, what's his face? The, the guy, why am I not remembering his name? Marcus Russell. No. Well, Jamarcus Russell. Sure. Kyler uh, Murray. Ah, uh, like, yeah. No, Need that clause. Yeah, CMC. You don't like. Yes, it should be the standard. Like, oh, the guy is doing his job in his downtime to prepare for to be on the field. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's good for CMC. Good for Debo. I mean, it's going to help out that offense be more explosive. I think in the long run. So I think, yeah, I don't sure. really hate it for Debo. I mean, they didn't. Well, I think they they just faced a kind of a, a buzzsaw kind of week with yeah. with Kansas City. Kansas City will do that to you sometimes. 
Um, unless you're a truly remarkable team, like like the Bills. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of what can you do when they're scoring like every single drive. Um, and just the thing about him is that right, he only got 21 snaps or whatever it was, but it's like he got 10 touches. I just think he's going to take so much volume. Like you don't trade four picks away and don't give him all the volumes. So I don't think Jeff Wilson is he's just more of a backup that you oh, keep yeah, just, in case, just in case he keeps, I mean, he gets hurt or something because you know how it happens in San Francisco. You like touch that field and you get hurt for some reason. Um, but Elijah Mitchell, who's coming off IR, probably nice. going to leave him in the dust. Yeah, And then I just think the, vo- the volume, the possible volume for CFC is going to destroy Kittle and Ayuk, who I think are really inconsistent. I mean, I know Kittle got off this week, but I just think there's a possibility we see Kittle get two targets because CMC has eight. There's only so much volume that offense can handle with that many playmakers. All right, let's get into some more news. Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown left early dealing with a concussion. Uh, head coach Dan Campbell said that he's cleared concussion protocol, but they had to keep him out. So he expects him to make a full recovery and has a chance to play this coming up week. They really need him on the field. Yeah, clearly. Like, yeah. I, I think I would go trade for him. I know, Kenny, you traded him, but I think I would because... It worked out. I mean, the but. volume is there for him. He just got hurt by week or missed a game by week and then got hurt again. But he's still the best player on the team yeah, or on yeah. the offense. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade um, him away unless it was a really good offer that almost yeah. kind of matched tit for tat. Yeah. So. Browns tight end Dave Njoku left early with a high ankle sprain. He's expected to miss two to five weeks. Yeah, I mean, he was a tight end that was playing pretty well, but mm. a stream, streaming option, so. Yeah, drop him. Yep. Don't worry about him. Texans wide receiver Nico Collins left early dealing with a groin injury. Ah, can drop him. Don't need him. Mm. If, he, if he was even rostered. <laughs> Broncos running back Mike Boone is headed to IR. Tough, tough break for them. But the Broncos are signing Marlon Mack from the 49ers practice squad. So, well, this first I saw this news. Wow. Latavius Murray, even higher in my rankings. We'll talk mm-hmm. about him later. Jets rookie running back Brees Hall left early with a torn ACL. Looking like his season will be over. Tough. Yeah, it fucking sucks. He was, I mean, he was looking good. He had a huge run in the game, and uh, he was he was breaking out as a second half star mm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Tough, tough loss. Mm. Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf left early dealing with a knee injury. It's a patellar tendon injury that won't require surgery. He's going to be day to day, week to week. Uh, he says he wants to practice on Wednesday, so. Uh, I mean, More power to you. I'm sure he does. Metcalf said that. Metcalf said that. Oh, Carol you know, said Pete we'll Carroll's, see. 
Carol said, we'll see how it goes. I think Carol's super optimistic all the time. I swear. Yeah. He yeah, said Chris yeah, Carson was coming back from his neck injury and he retired. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't believe anything Pete Carroll yeah, yeah. says. No, DK um, said he wants to practice, but okay. we'll, we'll see. At, at first, when he was on the cart, I'm like, oh, it's happening Number again. Two. Yeah. Number two. Uh, Bro, you got yeah. shit before the game. <laughs> you got stuff, dude. I would like low key though. That's stop eating the, all that candy, bro. Come on. It's some of the best advice I've ever received is always go to the bathroom before exercise or a game or something. It it's so like it's just yeah, it's just so helpful. Like frees you up to do other things. <laughs> Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams is dealing with a high ankle sprain and is expected to miss time. This is big for the Chargers. I mean, this is a banged up team. This, this team really, because JC Jackson also got her probably out for the year, not fantasy relevant per se, but I mean, might affect relevant to our friends. Right, might affect yes, might affect teams going up against them. Even though they weren't a great defense to be to begin with, they're probably going to be even not as good now. Um. But yeah, this hurts. I think they're they're going into their bye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mike Williams being hurt. See if um, Joshua Kelly, no, and Josh Kelly, the guy who had IR because he had a concussion. If he's available, I pick him up because I think he's the one that's going to replace Mike Williams. Josh Why am I forgetting his name? Josh Palmer. That's his name. Joshua Kelly. Josh Kelly is a running back. Right, is a running back. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very Josh's. Uh, but Josh Palmer, I think he's the one that's going to replace Mike Williams. Okay. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill banged up his ankle, but they said he's going to be good to go. Uh, hmm. I don't really want to start any any Titans though. So besides Steve, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, yeah, and that's that's, that's about it. it. And not even Ryan Tannehill. No. Colts quarterback Matt Ryan is dealing with a grade two shoulder sprain, and. Even worse, his ego, he was benched. Uh, Colts will start Sam Ellinger at quarterback this week. Good luck. <laughs> You're going to need it. I think it's his first game in the NFL, first game taking any reps, I think. So, and I think he came in like plays last year when Carson was out. Oh. Dealing yeah. with his two ankles, whatever he hurt versus the Rams, but... Oh man, this kind of hurt. I feel like everyone other than Michael Pittman and John Taylor, you got to bench until further otherwise. So Alex Pierce, all these guys, until we see what his offense is even like. And I don't know if it's going to be good. So I might not even want to start Pittman. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if I can, I want to see it one week. I know that you don't always have that luxury, but yeah, most people, he's going to be the wide receiver too. Yeah, but, yeah I agree. If you could, if you could wait a week on Pittman, I would. If you got a deep roster. Uh, so we talked about how the Jets lost Brees Hall. They later traded for running back James Robinson away from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah. How do you guys feel about that? James Robinson. Travis Etienne to the moon, baby. Travis Etienne. He's, he's yeah. going to be a star if he can hold on to the ball. Yep. James Robinson, he'll split time with Michael Carter, making both flex plays. Not, yeah, not really fantasy relevant. Yeah, I don't... I don't think they're going to be RB2s, but you can get flex play work from maybe both of them, depending on who scores a touchdown for that week. This is a running team. I mean, they use the running back a lot. That's the reason why Elijah Moore wanted to get traded. So, it's, I think it's better for James Robinson being with the Jets than it was mm-hmm. for Jacksonville, where he got yes. zero 
for zero touches in the last game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to our week seven awards. So this first award is going to be the play of the week that got you screaming, damn, at your TV. This is the damn award. Damn! All right, I'll start us off. Tell you a little story real quick. Wednesday morning, needed a defense. I said, fuck it. Maybe Jameis plays. Let's pick the Cardinals. Find out it's Andy Dalton. They score a touchdown on the very first, wait, D touchdown on the first drive. You know, I'm like, oh, damn. This is a horrible play. Then we see Marcus Callaway drop the ball into, uh, I think, Wilson's hands, and he gets a pick six. I mean, jumps, literally jumps. I don't know if you guys seen a picture of Andy Dalton kind of like going like this. And yeah. you see the homeboy in the back going straight Superman into the end zone. And I was lit. I'm celebrating. And then I, and then on the next drive, another pick six by the Cardinals defense by Isaiah Simmons. It was amazing. It's two plays, back to back drives, pick sixes, amazing performance. Jameis like. Because yeah, he also had like four touchdowns. Yeah, four, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Oh, really, six touchdowns in total. Great performance by Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my damn plays of the week. Um, this one didn't go for me. This so this was a uh, a, a not a positive damn for me. Uh, is Kenneth Kenneth Walker the third? Doing the things that he we thought that he was gonna do. League winning things. His game his game ceiling touchdown. I lost by less than ten points to intern Aaron with the help of that spectacular touchdown run, you know, that breakoff run, that walk-off run, I guess if you will, by Kenneth Walker for 74 yards and just it's a crushing, soul crushing. It beat me in the league too. It's just you know, it's it's just I you know what what more can you do? The the it, I feel like the Chargers because like going into this game like going into this game there's the Chargers and the Seahawks and it's like all right very similar to the matchup I had going into this week like all right either team you know we have positives and and negatives but it should be a, a good matchup and then just air sucked out of the room as he's breaking away and so that was my damn play of the week all right my damn play of the week uh i didn't have any investment in for fantasy i was just yelling at cv because it was a crazy play um final play of the giants versus jaguars game Trevor Lawrence has driven this Jaguars team down the field, getting ready to score a go-ahead touchdown to throw a few fades that miss into the end zone. And then one last play, got one last thing in him, and he throws it. Christian Kirk catches the ball at the one-yard line, and the Giants defense comes up with a stop. Huge tackle there, gang tackle. I mean, it was a crazy play. If you missed it, go back and watch it. Go watch that whole last you know five minutes of the fourth quarter because that was a crazy crazy game a a good team in the giants they've been playing well and then 
the Jaguars who seem to be playing to their opponents. So mm. it's a fun game to watch, actually. So the back-to-back pick sixes, Kenneth Walker's walk-off touchdown run, and the final play of the ja- Giants-Jags game. It, you guys are this week's damn award winners. So this next award, this is going to be the MVP of the week. This is the Who Do You Think You Are, I Am Award. Who do you think you are, I am? I mean, this happened against me. Joe Burrow's performance was amazing versus Atlanta. I think he had four or five total touchdowns, over 400 yards passing. He was running. He was running like he was Lamar Jackson. I mean, the Bengals absolutely killed Atlanta. Oh, man, that was filthy. Absolutely filthy. Him and Chase. I mean, I swear Chase might be the slowest, fast guy in the world because he doesn't even break tackles. He just catches the ball and runs by people. But he doesn't even seem like he's running fast either. I mean, filthy combination. Great week from Joe Burrow. He is truly the MVP. I'm so mad like Tyler Boyd chose to go off in a week that T Higgins was playing because <laughs> it's like, you're not allowed to do that. That's not <laughs> oh, how this yeah. works. No, I started in. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, Cause yeah, it was, it was the first drive or whatever, like yeah. over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, so because ob- like, obviously Jamar chase and Tyler Boyd, I think they were one and two on the week in terms of wide receiver. So, and I knew Ryan was talking, going to be talking about burrow. So even though they technically are better this week, I had to give it up to the wide receiver three on the week, Mecole Hardeman, who, while being the wide receiver three on the week, got not one, not two, but a whopping three touchdowns on the day, all basically from the same play. I, I don't know how you don't game plan or see it or do something as a defense, as a sideline, that quick shovel pass slash handoff, whatever it is, because some were runs, some were counted as runs, some was were counted as a pass. Um, but literally they went like the right side, the left side and the right side or whatever. And it's the same play. <laughs> it's just the same play every single time um, resulting in three touchdowns. But to give him credit, he also did more outside of that goal line. He had 60 total yards and caught all four, I think all four of his passes. So it wasn't just a touchdown reliant game, even though that's where his, basically the majority of his stuff came from. So when it comes to Nicole Hardman on that particular play, 100% of the time it works every time. <laughs> and that is why he's my MVP for the week. I believe it was two handoffs and one pass because mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes just make all three of them passes. Come on. Right? Give me those fantasy <laughs> <players>. I needed <laughs> them. They looked the same. So it's like, oh, it's just like, all right, uh, whatever. My MVP of the week is Josh Jacobs. 23 touches, 155 yards and three touchdowns finished as a running back one on the week. The man has been on a tear lately, three straight weeks as a top three running back. Two running back one finishes two two weeks ago this week, and then the running back three finished last week. This man is killing this season, averaging 18 rush attempts and over 100 yards a game. 
He's in his contract year, and he is playing like he wants to get paid, and he played like it this week. Josh Jacobs, you are my MVP. Shout so, out, Jamethy, real quick, with the tweet. Pay that man. I retweeted it. Man. We should all retweet it. Pay that man. Oh, I didn't know we were retweeting. I just liked it. Oh, <laughs> so Joe Burrow, Miko Hardman, and Josh Jacobs, you guys are this week's MVPs. All right, this last award. If you could go back in time and switch a player from your bench into your starting lineup, who would it be? This is the If I Had One Wish Award. If I had one wish. Gus Edwards. I wish I could have. I didn't know. I mean, 16 carries, 66 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Who would have known... After his first game coming off the IR, he would perform like this when they were so slow with J.K. Dobbins. I mean, man, great performance by him. Is he a catch, is he ever going to catch a pass? Probably not. Who knows? He had, he had one target, but I mean, he might be. He's the lead back in this offense. I'm going to stick with the running back position, and on top of the walk-off touchdown by Kenneth Walker. I, I, with that being, with that being the case, I still technically had an opportunity to win the game. If I had only played Eno Benjamin, I, I, Deandre Swift, I I was hoping like Deandre Swift was going to play. And so it's like, all right, Deandre Swift is playing. I can have somebody else in my flex and, you know, can sit on the bench for this week going against a, you know, the, the Saints defense who are not good. Now it's definitive. Like they're not good. Um, and I like, it is still on me and like, I can't make excuses cause I probably should have played him regardless of whether, you know, Deandre Swift is going to play or not, or, you know, all that sort of stuff. I could have put him as my flex option, but I let the whole DeAndre Swift scenario get to my head and he used that against me and got off 16 touches, 123 total yards and a touchdown. It's just so brutal because that would have put me ahead in that matchup. Crucial win turns into a devastating defeat. I think I'm two and five in that league now. And I'm sorry, you know, Benjamin, if I only had one wish. I got Juju Smith-Schuster. I feel like you can never play Juju, but two weeks in a row, I should have played him. And this week where the Chiefs were playing a top defense in the league, I I didn't think that they could stop Mahomes, but I at least thought they can contain him to just like a Mahomes-Travis-Kelsey game. Um, but no, no. 44 points put up on the 49ers defense. Juju had seven catches for 124 yards and scored a touchdown. Finished as the wide receiver four on the week, right behind Nico Hardman. Uh, he's a he's a great bye week fill-in because this uh, with this offense, there's always a chance for him to catch a touchdown. He leads the wide receivers on this team in targets, receptions, and yards. Juju had a great week, and I wish I would have played it. 
So, Gus Edwards, Eno Benjamin, and Juju Smith-Schuster, you guys are this week's If I Had One Wish Award winners. All right, let's move on to our waiver wire. All right, so who are you guys adding this week on waivers who's 45% or less rostered? Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., back-to-back weeks, um, 17 and 20 uh, attempts rushing. I mean, 66% rostered. I mean, they're overusing him big time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think what? so. Normal, okay. No, normally I let's, think we do those. Sit up, yeah. No, that's all right. <laughs> no, no. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> can, I tell you, can I tell you the truth? Is that I was reading text messages time, and so Sarah, Sarah texted me, and I was like, okay, let me read this, and then I just read what I was thinking. That's my fault. It's okay. I let's rewind. Up. We'll delete this whole part out of the podcast. No. We're not. We'll just we just won't worry about it. We're I think we're doing our actual picks picks now, not our oh people over forty five percent. Oh, okay. Let's just listen. Isn't that our normal order? (laughs) Yeah, JJ. It's changed though. Keeping you honest. Should I look at the notes? Yeah, you should. should (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Yeah. All right. Brian Robinson. I got Michael Carter, 68.1% rostered. I thought it was going to be the Michael Carter show. It's James Robinson and Michael Carter, you know. It's going to be uh, the tandem there. So it's not as uh, prevalent of an ad as I thought whenever I wrote this, but Michael Carter should be added. Uh, George Pickens, 55.5% rostered. While Deontay Johnson still does see more targets, um, it seems Pickens is doing more with less in three of the past four games. He's caught six passes and he did get in the end zone and a nice toe tapper this week. Um, uh, was it the Santonio Holmes esque? I guess um, it seems the rookie likes to utilize his fellow rookie in the past game. So he's still available in nearly half of leagues. So capitalize on it because Kenny Pickett makes George Pickens a viable fantasy option. All right. So who are you adding this week on waivers? Who's 45% or less rostered? I'll go first. Gus Edwards, 16.1% rostered with J.K. Dobbins going on IR. This was the Gus Edwards show like Ryan talked about. Forget Kenyon Drake. Don't need him. Miss me with that 11 carries for five yards. Bullshit, Kenyon Drake. Edwards touched the ball 16 times for 66 yards, scored the two touchdowns. I mean, he's the lead back there. So go ahead and go add this Ravens number one running back, Gus Edwards. So... I yeah uh, the running backs this week are you know big deal. The other big deal running backs that get an opportunity, De- Dante Foreman, 
35.3% rostered. Um, get, get this guy and or Chuba Hubbard. Um, but I think this guy did a, had a better game or got more touches. You know, Chuba Hubbard had the touchdown, but Deont- Dante Foreman had 17 total touches, 145 combined yards. Um, that's a great day. Um, against a supposedly stout, like at one point run defense in Tampa Bay. Um, they go against Atlanta and then Cincinnati, which might be a tough game. And then Atlanta again, and then Baltimore. And then after their bye, they face Seattle, Pittsburgh and Detroit all in a row. I think those are good matchups for Carolina. I'm not sure if he'll play to the same degree as he did, but those matchups still leave me optimistic. Um, and especially if you had Christian McCaffrey, if you're a Christian McCaffrey manager, or um, well, I guess you'd still keep Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you might want to pick like pick up the guys cause they're going to be the lead backs on that team now. Well, uh, you guys both talked about my first two guys. So I agree with you guys completely. Uh, Latavius Murray, 23% rostered. I just think he looks more explosive than Melvin Gordon. Personally, for me, I mean, he only had eight, res- or eight attempts, 24 yards, a touchdown. But the Broncos offense without Russ even looked worse. So I guess, I mean, the offense just sucks in general. I, I'm not sure if it's Russ or if it's offense or head, court, head coach. I don't know. But they play Jacksonville next week in London. And I just... I just think Murray's the main guy. You know, Mike Boone's now got hurt. I know Marlon Mack got signed, but I don't think he'll be much of a factor this week. So I'm going to take my shot at Murray. Yeah, I like Murray. Uh, my number two is Dante Foreman. Uh, Chubba Hubbard should also be added, but he was banged up exiting the game. So definitely Foreman is... The one you should be adding there also looked better running the ball. Chubba Hubbard just had a breakout run, like Keone said. Um, so that's my number two. My number three. Uh, so I do think Latavius Murray is the better add, should be added everywhere. I just wanted to go somewhere else besides running back. So I'm going with Marquise Goodwin. DK Metcalf went down. So if you need a wide receiver to add this week, Marquise Goodwin had some amazing catches and looked pretty good. I'm not saying he's great. We've seen evidence that he is not a good, good wide receiver, but this team, we've seen evidence with almost everyone on this team that they're not good. And somehow they're clicking. It's, it's going right now. So uh, Marquise Goodwin, just four catches, 67 yards, though, and two touchdowns, some amazing touchdowns. Finished as a wide receiver five on the week. He's only 0.1% rostered, so he's available in your leagues. If you need him, go grab him. DK Metcalf misses time. Marquise Goodwin maybe someone that you can slide into that flex spot. Dang. JJ and I on the ve- like the same page. You know, because I'm like, had to talk ah, there's about a, it before you did. <laughs> ah, there's a there's a lot of running backs this week, so it's definitely a running back forward week for the waiver wire. But you know, try to cover the spread, try to cover everything. So I did. I had Marquise Goodwin as a waiver wire option. Um, they face the Giants, which might be a tough matchup. Then the Cardinals, and then Tampa Bay. Who knows about Tampa Bay anymore? But so two out of the three of those might be good. Um, yeah, and then because of DK Metcalf, 
is going to be gone probably a few weeks. I think Goodwin can fill in while he's there while he's gone. But once DK Metcalf comes back, say I'll say la vie to the was it the, he was like Olympic long jumper or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And he did a he did a crazy backflip. <laughs> in the after their win and i just thought it was hilarious because like the announcers like oh that was dj dallas and it's like what are you looking at the guy <laughs> nothing like dj dallas <laughs> um but so uh i'm gonna go with a guy so this uh, and talk speaking of spreading things around um i'm gonna go with a guy maybe potentially the only guy that might be worthy of picking up on the Denver Broncos is Greg Dulcich. 7.8% rostered. I talked about him. Dulcich and Gabbana. (laughs) I talked about him last week as a bi-week fill-in, and he did fairly well. Um, Six catches on nine targets. That's, I think, a big deal. Nine targets. Um, Only 51 yards, but in PPR leagues, that's a 10-plus point game, and that's, that's what you want from a tight end. Um, so whether it's Ripian or not so dangerous, uh, they seem to want to give him the ball. And like Brian said, they face Jacksonville. Um, so there could be another opportunity um, before going to their bye. And then after that, they face Tennessee, Vegas, and Carolina. So those are all potentially decent matchups for um, a tight end. You can you know, hopefully stream on those weeks. All right, so is there anyone you're dropping? Uh, not George. I'm like, George Pickens, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Caleb Huntley. I know this is a little bit early, potentially, but we saw a game, and Tyler Algier outsnapped him 62% to 22 and had 16 carries to Huntley's six. Um, and Huntley, I think, had more yards per carry, but the workload was clearly there for Algier. So I would stick with him out of those two running backs. I think this was, this showed like, okay, that's, that's the guy that they're going to go with. I think it was like back to back weeks of 16 carries. Um, And so I think he's potentially separated himself and I know they didn't, you know, I think they were behind. So probably the runs kind of dropped off, but still that, that snap percentage is pretty telling. I'm going to drop the my least favorite hobbit of them all, Rondell Moore. Fuck you. I finally play you, Rondell. <laughs> I finally play you. You catch the first, his first target for 41 yards and, and literally doesn't get another reception after that. 4.1 yards. Man is tiny. My least favorite hobbit of them all. I'm dropping him. Easy. Smeagol looking ass. All right, uh, I'm dropping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping Chase Edmonds. Uh, mm. Oh, man. Three straight weeks outside of the top 40 running backs has combined for 27 yards in four straight weeks. Uh, just, it's been rough. It's been the Raheem Mostert show there in, in Miami. Uh, so yeah, Chase Edmonds. The only reason you're hanging on to him is as a backup. Yep. Just in case something happens, to Raheem Moster. But if you're not the Raheem Moster manager, I I don't need him. 
All right, that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, whatever it's called, and wherever you are listening to this. Uh, and tell your friends. We really, really need uh, you guys to tell your friends. Head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. You guys can get all of our content there. Head over to our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FFDaydreamers. We're on Twitch live every Monday and Wednesday. So visit us on twitch.com slash daydreamer media. Come hang out with us, slide in the chat, get your questions answered. Um, yeah, just hang out. It's a lot of fun over there. So anything else? You guys got anything to plug? Um, it was it was six weeks in the making, but D-Hop, worth it. Oh, yeah. That's All right. It. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. <laughs> <laughs>